everybody. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. I am Dustin Nickerson, <laughs> and we are a funny podcast about family. Yeah, I am yeah. the host and a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the host of this podcast and a stand-up comedian, not on this podcast, just hosting. And alongside <laughs> me here in my dining room yeah. is Stephen English. Hello. A comedian and the producer of this podcast and a little a little co-host on the front part. Yeah. And then at the end when we bring in the big celebrity guests. Right. I just shut up. You guys I'm say, like get out of here. I'm like P. Diddy. Okay. I'm pro- I produce, but I'm also like in there. Okay. And then every <laughs> once in a while you rap. Yeah, yeah. But it's been but a while. S- yeah, but someone else writes it for me. Or you do a you do it over the tune of a sting song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our little podcast that could, uh, we are, uh, we are here. We're in my, uh, dining room recording, uh, today's intro and our episode today is with a one Jimmy Calloway. Jimmy oh, yeah. Calloway is a standard comedian who started here in San Diego, is from San Diego and lives in the city of angels now, Los Angeles. Uh, we recorded this from his, uh, I use this term loosely, house yeah his apartment his room we were in his room <laughs> that is a shared room because he is living the dream yeah he's chasing a dream and living the dream jimmy calloway is a very funny stand-up comedian who i've worked with a lot and um, i was excited to have him on and we talk about his love of comic books we talk about his childhood a bit we talk about his relationship with his son we talk about we get into it we get into some of the nitty-gritty as we t- uh, try to every week but we also have a lot of laughs along the way so Jimmy Calloway, you can follow on social media. He is Jimmy the Worm, J-I-M-M-Y, the Worm. That is his handle on Instagram and on Twitter. So give him a follow. Give him a little love on the social media and uh, enjoy uh, this episode with him. Uh, We, if you notice that we are talking a little more quiet than normal, it is because uh, my children are not asleep yet. No. (laughs) (laughs) I had an adventurous day today. You just... um, my dad had a heart procedure yesterday. Yeah. And my dad is, um, um, he is a hypochondriac. Well, I mean, which, it's a procedure on the heart. That's... But that's the problem of when all this happened, I was like, he's fine. And then they went in and they're like, your heart, hit, your dad's heart is not beating correctly. And I was like, ah, oh, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, my, uh, uh, my dad lives with us, as you know. Yeah. He's here now. We're home from the hospital. And we were at the the San Diego Croc Center where I work out, but this is not a paid advertisement because <laughs> they didn't re-up yet. Stay tuned for a couple <laughs> weeks from now. You might be getting some more Croc Center. This one's for free. And, uh, you know, we was waiting for him. I was swimming and he yeah. was working out upstairs. And, you know, I was waiting for him and he came down. And he was really sweaty and he was tired and he kind of like, bent over over the garbage can that's not good and i was like what's going on and i thought he was dehydrated because he's looking for recycling yeah (laughs) that's a very southern california (laughs) thing before he's looking for cans (laughs) you know my dad is thrifty we charge him pretty high rent here so (laughs) and i thought he was uh fine um you know he's just being dramatic yeah and uh we we always joke with him he's that he's the boy who cries cancer and (laughs) You know, like he's one of those guys that like WebMD was like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. He's like he like five minutes later, he's like, I got the angina. I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) The children are in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Which apparently is a hard thing. And he went in. uh, What it was was his like uh, I forget the term for it, but his like heart wasn't beating correctly because one of the valves 
uh, he had a regular, one of the valves was like cranking out too much electricity. Mm-hmm. And so it was like kind of, it was very irregular. Yeah. And so they gave him the catheter and the whole thing and they went up and they like burned it off essentially on one of the valves. Whoa. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel now? He feels great now. No, so how do you feel now? Oh, we loved not having him home for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Right, not what I was looking. Uh, not not we what I like, thought. A little bit noisier. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people send us all these emails that their kids are listening. I was like, great. Yeah. You know, we will speak in codes. Um, <laughs> but the he's. I'm I'm glad that he's okay. I mean, yeah. heart stuff is terrifying. Right. But he's so funny. He like went and bought a new car. Okay. Because he was like his heart thing scared him. Yeah. And he was like. Get you know, out there, yeah. He's like, I don't know how much longer it's going to last. Get yourself a PT Cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> Go cruise route Life is 66. a highway. Life is a highway. <laughs> Listen to that song yeah. for sure. That's hilarious. So anyways, he's doing fine now and he's back home and we went and got his meds and, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's uh, it's an aging parent. Yeah. You know, I don't right, know. Yeah. My mom had a chest. Well, get... your dad almost died next to me on a That's plane. True. So. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That's like from like that's like our first episode. That story was from like our first. Yeah, it's way back. Our first like three him. episodes. Got to take your meds. You know, that's yeah. what it is. Like I, my dad got home today, and I was like, "That's the thing," because I get my forgetfulness from him. Sure. You know, and I was like, "You have to take these. Yeah, this is very important that right. you take these. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just loaded them up in the munchie mug, and I was like, "You oh, need son of a." Did you see it? No. I thought you might see it because I, I was making direct <sighs> eye contact with oh, you. Oh, man. Only I would take my dad's heart condition <laughs> and be like, how can I work this into an ad? Because if you're not familiar with Munchie Mug, oh, and man. if you've listened to any episodes of our podcast, you know I like to sneak this ad in here and, and, and fool and save it. And he feel is like batting a, an idiot. Zero. He <laughs> Over life. Yeah, he isn't. He's not even like Machado who finally hit his first home run today. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's a sore subject. Uh, Munchie <laughs> Mug is the best spill-proof cup on the market that you're going to find. It's fantastic. It's great for any of your young kids yeah. getting their snacks, making a mess. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money because your house is going to be a little less messy. You can yeah. tell the maid to go home. If you get that maid money, dang. Um, <laughs> but if you don't have that maid money, yeah. uh, and even if you do and you're still thrifty, yeah. uh, go to munchymug.com. Look at all the different colors. See how it's uh, safe. It's good for the environment. It comes in all these different colors. It's made here in the USA. Mm-hmm. And if you type in promo code don't make me, you're going to get 25 percent off of that order plus free shipping free shipping dang yeah if i'd have done that we wouldn't have had to charge my dad rent <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though i i had a you know my dad was in the car and it was like a brief drive yeah and i think anytime i don't know where are, are you weird around hospitals how are you around hospitals no i mean i used to i worked as a emt for a little bit so I spent a lot How of time. How are these weird? There's all these weird gaps in your life I have, that I I've don't know I've lived a life. I've lived a life. Yeah. So I'm okay. I mean, I, I forget I, that you're 72 years old. <laughs> 72 years young. Okay. As I like to say. Yeah. This is why he's a part-time comedian, <laughs> full-time producer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I used to work. I used to work at a, as an EMT. So it's before that I was a little, you know, 
I could get a little iffy on it, but now yeah. I, I, feel, I feel good about it. You know, I'm not that worried about it. I don't get grossed out at them. Yeah. Because I, I get it. Yeah. You know, but there's something very melancholy, especially, you know, because, you know, we were, my dad was in ICU. Sure. That's like pretty rough. Yeah. You're walking the by only thing worse the- than ICU is pediatrics, you yeah. know, when you're like at a kid's hospital and you're like, Oof. It's the worst too. It's, I it's, spent three days in a kid's hospital as a kid, and I was like, "This is real sad." Yeah, it's it's not even so much. It's not even so much when like the like what's going on in the room. It's when there's no one else there. Do you know what I'm saying? When so they're when by some, themselves. When by themselves. That's yeah. like where it's like really. That's where it's really yeah. rough. When you're taking someone into the hospital. Yeah, that's why I didn't and then you drop my them dad. off, and then you're <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, they're there by themselves. They're nice. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's real. That's where it's really rough because it's like you know if you see someone like hooked up to the machines, it's like yeah, but you're like. They're here, you know, yeah. it's like good that they're here. It know? is it's, good it's that they're here. Better yeah. than they're, you know. That's the thing. My dad had like a fairly dramatic, you know, the whole thing was you know, with the nurses and stuff. And, yeah. and he is a dramatic person, but he also, I was like, yeah, but your heart's beating better now. Right. When, but I get melancholy because I'm prone to be that way anyways. Yeah. And especially cause like I leave tomorrow for like 12 days on the road, sure. which is the longest I've ever been consecutive on the road. Yeah. And I think he was feeling some of it too because he got in and he just like out of nowhere and he was like, kids grow up fast. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Cats in the cradle. Yeah, the yeah, we spot. went there real quick. <laughs> and I remind, this is, um, someone gave me this quote once and I think about it all the time, right? Is that the days are, and you'll notice this too, right? The days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I feel that way with my kids, but I also sometimes like feel that way with my dad because like, sure. I was like, this man is like almost in his 70s. Like yeah. he's near... You know, and Nickersons are hard to kill, like, and they do everything they can to do it to themselves, but they're tough. Right. All of us should have been dead in yeah. our thirties, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a melancholy thing and you know, you do your best. It's hard to sometimes remove yourself. I feel this tension of like, okay, this is like, I'm only home for like three days right now before sure. I go out on the road and my dad's got this procedure and I want to, and I want to be present and helpful to him. Because I don't know how much longer he has left, and I yeah. want to cherish these years with him. But at the same time, I got to be present and helpful to my wife and kids. Yeah, sure. You know, I don't really have a point of all of this. I thought you were going to turn this into another munchy mug ad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just am continually, and this would be my encouragement to ever to everyone too. Of just there's like um, there is a tension yeah. of sacrificing and cherishing the moment. And also making sure you get all your daily responsibilities done. Yeah. And I think feeling the tension of that is really good and being right in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, keep you right sharp. Where, yeah, keep it really sharp. does. And it helps you to even just being mindful of it and to not view your kids and to not view your aging parents and whatever, to not view them as tasks, to not view them sure. as burdens, to view like, okay, this is honorable to care for you and it's a joy to care for you and i've never talked to anybody who's lost a parent who has been anything other than i wish i would have been more mindful those last right, years right does that make sense to yeah you? yeah it's like when people say you know like when you get to the end of the day you're not gonna think oh i wish i would have spent more time at the office right you always think it's always the other way around i wish i would have spent more time yeah like, no i'm people, like i wish know? i would have only the driving range yeah <laughs> sorry, it's so stupid i just I don't know. His clubs are we're, actually we're, out in the living room Well, right now. I got to take them on the road with me. Guys, um, sometimes we don't do the best job of being a, a funny podcast about family, but we are always <laughs> about family. I hope you enjoy this episode with Jimmy the Worm, Jimmy Calloway. His yeah. stage name is not that. That's his, <laughs> that's his handles. 
Thank you so much for being listeners. Please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. Uh, send us emails for questions at yeah. don't make me come back there at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Next week's episode, we have a few emails that we're going to read. Uh, we've got some fun upcoming episodes with folks you know and folks you don't know and folks we want you to know. So enjoy it and enjoy this episode with Jimmy. And also uh, listen to his podcast, The Worm Turns. Oh, very good. Yeah, The Worm Turns. It's a, it's a music, music podcast. podcast. Yeah, sweet. Give it a listen. Nice. Let's just keep it light is all I'm saying. For a change. Yeah. I am totally fine with that. Why don't we, uh, we can ease into it. That's fine. I'll just, tell me about your ACC weekend last weekend. Speaking of a-holes in your life, weren't you at ACC last weekend? No. Two weekends ago? No. Recently. (laughs) I was at the American Comedy Company in San Diego Mm -hmm. um, this previous Thursday with uh, Adam Newman. Headlining. Oh, so it was just a one-nighter. Just a one-nighter. Okay. And then... Um, you could have filled that detail in faster. Now, like, no. I could no, have. No. But this is a conversation, Dustin. Not, not an, an interview. interview. Thank you. We are a funny podcast about family. You're <laughs> <laughs> really leading on that funny, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, the <laughs> pressure on a podcast is, you know, on stage, it's like, what, funny every 12 to 18 seconds, 30 to 40 for a guy like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But a podcast, I feel like if you can get a joke in every three to five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I'll set the egg timer then. <laughs> I trust you have one. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to your humble abode, uh, full of comic books and yeah. crafts from ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, heavy on the humble. That's how <laughs> I like them. I feel they... Uh, I, I trust you've never listened to an episode of this podcast. You... Continue to trust me <laughs> Correct. to my utter delight. <laughs> I'm afraid I have not listened to uh, it. We have, uh, we are... Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I probably won't listen to this one. That's great. Uh, for the better, <laughs> honestly. Um, we are highly nomadic. Uh, we uh, have done this in many of venues. Yeah, that makes sense. I um, mean, you're never in more than one place. You're never in one place. Right. For as minutes. a dad, I try to avoid my home as mm-hmm. often as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got you beat there. Yeah, well, <laughs> on the things you don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the, as far as being as far away from my child. As right. Far. Where's he at? He's in like Montana. Yes, Montana. He's a cowboy. <laughs> no, he lives in uh, southern Illinois. So Why did I town. think Montana? I, don't know. I just knew north and east of here. And yes, but it's actually south and east of here. No, well, it's more of on a straight line, I guess. I would say that it's definitely north of here and east. Illinois, of here. Illinois, southern Illinois. It's almost Missouri. The, to Los Angeles, it's. I'm pretty sure it's. What am I, a cartographer? It's I don't longitude. As <laughs> much higher degrees. He lives degrees. in a little town called Heron, Illinois. Okay. Which is about an hour north of St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of as listeners far as in I know, Chicago area. Is in the uh, Chihuahua state of uh, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have so he is a cowboy. Um, he is. He's a vaquero, is what they call yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we do all right in the in the Illinois, namely the Chicago market. Sure. Uh, well, where they live is, I've never been to Chicago, but it's I'm assuming it's night and day. From where the, I, yeah. yeah, I don't think that Chicago even really should count as a Midwest city. I think that's probably, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't vibe. I mean, like geographically, town, like Indianapolis, you're still right. like, but I'm still in the Midwest. Right. Sure. They'll claim that like geographically it's right. But I mean, I think, uh, I mean, we're on, we're about level as far as, uh, where we're at in the country. That's right. As, as Minneapolis too. 
In LA, no. right? We're in Canada right now, right? <laughs> as far as you know. Yes, that's right. Los Angeles is on the same uh, latitude as Vancouver. <laughs> so, okay, so your boy lives in eastern Montana. Right. Uh, how old is he? Now? Right in the range. He just turned. Uh, he just turned eleven. And he's rad. On February twenty first. Your kid is, is super rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of stuff is he into? Uh, well, he's very into video games, which is kind of on the nose. Like Fortnite? But, is he a big uh, Fortnite guy? I don't think so. I don't think he's like a... Uh, that seems impossible. Not, what do they call those? MMOs? Those online games? I don't think that's his thing. RPGs? <laughs> I'm just... He's <laughs> not really into rocket propelled grenades. No. Um, <laughs> no, he likes the console games. I don't think he plays online games that much. Oh, well, the uh, Fortnite is both. Because the console games that's anymore true. are online. You know, I don't know. I know, I do hmm. know that... Maybe you should ask. Well, I know that when he talks about video games, which is often, yeah, I'm uh, tuning him out almost <laughs> immediately because I have no idea what Is that what he does about. when you talk about comic books? I would books? imagine, but I don't really talk because, he, yeah, he's not into comics. To so paint the picture, we are surrounded by thousands of comics. There's a bunch more in here. How too. many comics do you think are in this room? In, in this room closet, right now? In your closet. Ugh, yeah, I'd say a few thousand. No, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, a couple thousand. I mean, it's not hard to say. It's easy to say. It's hard to calculate. It's hard to say without having calculated. But uh, <laughs> I think I have total. So easy to say. I want to say I have like 25,000. 25,000 But that's comics most books. of them are back in my mind. That mom's. seems wise. Yeah. Well, that's a 30-year yeah. collection. Never complain to me about money if this <laughs> is where it's going. <laughs> I have been overspending because I do have a tendency to self-medicate with uh, funny books. Well, so there's if I'm feeling particularly low and I have been right having, you know, with funny books. Is that what you were? That's what I call them. Sometimes okay. To be cute. Is that that's not a that's not like an, a nerd thing. That's what my grandfather called them when oh. I was 11. Okay. He was like, oh, you like funny books. <laughs> I guess so. so. But you so you're a comic book kid. I want to I want to talk about this because I'm I'm a fringe <clears throat> comic book like like sure. I I love uh, like I read them casually as a mm -hmm. kid, mm -hmm. but I was never super into it. But I've always loved characters, and sure. and I've always found like the most unique and compelling characters are in comic books. They're just agree. Um, colorful and creative and delightful, and and they have uh, stories that are decades old. Not here's one little movie, or even like a Narnia, which is like a six book series. Yeah. You know, like I mean, these have been going on for decades. It's as close to modern folklore. As yeah, I think we're gonna get absolutely. No. Yeah, and, and that, is, that is one of the appeals to me. Now, even though the books themselves probably are not as popular as they've ever been, or yeah. are they? No, I think the characters are though. To hear some people tell it, the industry is on its way out, and then there's others who feel it's recession proof or whatever you want to call it. Proof. We're talking about actual prints of comic comics. Yeah, so yeah. actual comic book comics. Yeah, people have been. Lately, anyway, the whole sky's falling routine I've seen make the rounds on the internet, etc. Mm -hmm. There's all this talk about Marvel going out of business again, which has happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is Marvel is the company Marvel different than Marvel Studios? Are yes. they they're different companies? Well, I mean, they're under the same umbrella of Disney. Yes. Okay, so Disney owns Marvel. Yes. But might just shut the shut them down. Supposedly. Yeah. Which, uh, it's not as crazy as it sounded to me on first blush, but I also don't think it's going to happen. Right. Because it feels like, by even talking about it, it's like we're indulging that... What do you mean? That Chicken Little notion. Oh, I see what you mean. Because like, I've been in 
in this industry. Right. I've been like very close to the comic because I worked right. in a shop for and many, And people have been years. saying it's going to end forever. Yes. Yeah. And there's never, there's never, that's one of the poor, that's one of the like unfortunate things about comic book yeah. fandom and the industry itself. Any change. Right. Any change at all is always accompanied mm-hmm. by these, you know, teeth gnashing, hair pulling types. That right. Are like, oh, it's all the end of all right. days. I'm that way with is. I'm that way with Madhouse Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm for years have been like this yeah, place is going to shut down. I think this might be the first year, or maybe 2018 it was the first year that I didn't at some point go that ah, place will be gone by Christmas. Yeah, every other year and every which I don't say to be a an every time I, I go. Well, Robert knows more about this than me. Yeah, because it keeps going. And it stays good, but and people keep coming, and I go, ah, it's gonna close like, soon. Okay. <laughs> but I get it. it; it becomes a, it becomes an easy narrative. Yes, and people like the uh, the oh, hype. Oh boy, do they ever! <laughs> but yeah, it's still going strong. So books. it, but the so the popularity of like the MCU specifically just hasn't risen, raised the water. I don't waters. think so. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't got know, people reading comic books. No, I don't think it. I don't. I think it's probably helping. Yeah, and I can say that in some, in like, when uh, X Men Two came out in theaters, I was not at the time reading very many superhero comics, mm-hmm. but it made me want to read Wolverine again. Mm. That movie, right? And as so, I went. I saw that movie. You know, the first week it awoke, and then I went to the comic shop, and there was a brand new Wolverine series that had just started. Oh, interesting! And I was like, "Oh, that's super yeah. duper smart because it totally worked on me, and I'm sure it worked on other people like me." Right? Because the reason the and this is my going theory, the reason that all these movies are doing so well now mm-hmm. is because people our age are behind them. Sure. And they know how to market to you and me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, around that same age. When yeah. When we were kids, they were like, how do we make these kids watch this crap? They had no idea. Right, right, right. And they're like, well, you know, just make it uh, Bill Bixby again. They'll never know the difference. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't work. It was only until the 2000s mm-hmm. when they started the with the X-Men and series yeah. and Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and stuff. That's when you're like, oh, now they know how to. And also the fact that as adults, we have more purchasing power than we did as children. Yeah, and a familiarity with the brand and the characters. Because I remember when they're like, because, you know, again, fringe comic book fan. Like when Iron Man came out, I was like, oh, I know who Iron Man is. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm not super well, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like I knew I had read like Demon in the Bottle and like some of the arcs. And even if you hadn't. You knew a little bit. Yeah. Like, they weren't as prominent, but you knew something. It was a part of our childhood. And X-Men, specifically, yeah. because of the cartoon, was a significant part of it. And I think that was, in large part, the success of the franchise, right? Oh, sure. That cartoon, to this day... I mean, I never was that into it, because... What am I, a little you, bit older? Than were you? you a purist? I was... No, <laughs> I think I was just... I was, How old There was you? an era... I'm 41 now. Okay. So but the, from yeah. the ages of, like... 16 to about 22 or 3 I was over superheroes entirely. I what couldn't happened? do it anymore. Well, the 90 the mid to late 90s were a terrible time for superhero comics. Okay. It was really Was this bad. when they were doing like a lot of like crossover stuff too? No, they're always doing crossover okay. stuff. But this was when Marvel went bankrupt and then they did the uh they did the onslaught which like killed off a bunch of like the Avengers and the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, quote unquote, killed them off. Right. And then 
they brought back Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld. Oh, remember <laughs> these guys? And it was all garbage. I go back now and read that stuff, and I enjoy it more on a campy level. But yeah. at the time, it was terrible. And I was like, I was getting older, and my tastes were changing mm-hmm. somewhat. So I was getting more into. Do you think the it was actually stuff. bad, or was more to do with you? It was both. Okay, because there's like the old. It sounds almost a little bit like the Saturday Night Live, right? Thing, which right? I don't want to be. I I want to be conscious of not doing that, right? So it was a bad time, but also I was at a I was at a you know crossroads, so to speak. And then I got was brought back into the fold by nine eleven. Oh, is that true? That's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> so of the nine eleven silver linings, <clears throat> yes. Well, you know how like Dennis Miller became a super conservative after nine eleven. I went into becoming super into. Super well, they had storylines like they have like they of that involved them like going and doing cleanup at the towers Boy, and stuff. That right? was even that was embarrassing, frankly. Yeah, I love the movies. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole MCU, but I haven't watched most of the TV shows. Right. And if they stopped making those movies tomorrow, I'd be fine. <laughs> like, I still love the comic books right. more than the movies. Was it... So, were you, like, run home from school, read, mm-hmm. comic book fan your yes. whole life? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> How'd you get into them in the first place? Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm. Was my favorite movie. Yeah. In 1988. And uh, great. I went to Scandalous. Jessica it's Rabbit. It's still a great Scandalous. movie. It really. Holds I know. I watched up. it recently on the road. It still holds it's up. It's really good. Yeah. And What's the uh, name of the lead actor? The guy. The Ed. No. So good. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob is so good. So good. He really. And Christopher Lloyd's in that as oh, the villain. So good. It's Everybody's. really. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, Pretty dark. Very dark. Yeah. The book is a little bit darker, but the book is also not quite as good. The comic book. No, it was a novel. Oh, it was a book book. Yeah. Not uh, a funny book. No. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> so you watch, this is 1980. 1988. Who Framed Roger Rabbit comes out. And then. So Little Jimmy Calloway. Over the 10 moon. 10 years old. I loved it so much. I turned 11 that summer. Mm-hmm. And my dad took me with him on a beer run. And at the liquor store, and there this was. This is in Santee, California. This was in Walnut, California, actually, which is. North? Is east of us. In the San Gabriel Valley. Okay, so near Minneapolis. Yes. Okay. And uh, in Mexico. And <laughs> there was a magazine. There used to be a magazine called Comics Scene, which was like okay. a like a comic book fanzine. Mm-hmm. And they had a Roger Rabbit cover story. So that grabs your eye. So I was like, oh. And then so my, my dad bought it for me. And then there was, a, I opened it, and there was a full-page story about the new Wolverine comic that okay. was starting. And so it was that that number one, that cover for the number one for the second series where he's mm-hmm. standing atop a bunch of bodies yeah. with his claws out and he's wearing a black wife beater. Yeah. And he's just, and I was, who is this? You hadn't even heard of it before yet. Never. Yeah. Had never heard of it. And yeah. so I was Very different than Roger Rabbit. Very different. <laughs> it was immediate. And there was also, I remember there was an article in that magazine about a comic book named Zot, which I was really into. Doesn't hold up for me, but that's by Scott McCloud. Who's still like a big name in, mm-hmm. in the art form? Uh, and there was all so there's all kinds of stuff in this. I was like, "What is all this right. stuff?" Eleven year old Jimmy. And uh, yeah, so that was it. Yeah. I was off to the races. What were you like into before that? Before that, I was very much into cartoons. I was already super into cartoons, which is why Roger Rabbit was such a big deal to me. Uh-huh. Into into any kind of animation. 
which I have kind of, I, I, every now and again, I'll remember like, oh, I used to be super into cartoons and I don't seem to be. Right, right. But I'll watch, I'll still watch hours of Looney Tunes if, if you like. Looney me. Tunes is the uh, the best cartoon They're ever. They're so made. funny. They're still They're so good. They're so funny. Yeah. You can um, watch some of these classic ones on Amazon Prime and I'll watch them with my kids and we oh, just yeah. all die together. Sometimes they're on, there's a bunch of them on YouTube even. There you go. I think the quality is probably better on Amazon. Listen, I'm a family man. We have Amazon Prime. Excuse right. me. Hey, I have Amazon Prime too. There you go. I don't. I don't. I may not have any furniture. Yeah, you don't have a table to put <laughs> the stuff you order but I have on. Amazon but Prime, fella, <laughs> and HBO. Uh, I was super into cartoons. I was into video games a lot back then too, which was not as good. Video games weren't as good then as they are now. Sure. Oh, okay. But I was way the, more into. Right. Uh, what I is your system of choice? Boy here? stuff. Eighty-eight. This is so. Nintendo, this is a for sure. Yeah. 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 NES. I think original. we had. A Sega, which was fine, which was fun. Right. But it was... That it, was later. Sega was five, six, seven years later. No, it was 88. No. It was very early. That's no, why I think, no, and I think no. that's why my... Wrong. This is incorrect. You're wrong about your childhood. You listen to me now. First off, it was your mom that took you on that you beer run. You never read Console Wars, <laughs> and I have. <laughs> that system, we, my parents bought my that for me and my sister for Christmas... I think it was in 88. It might have been 87. That's when I got my Nintendo. Was like I know. That's what I'm saying. Everybody had Nintendo. Right. My parents bought us that Sega, I think, because it was cheaper. Oh. And they didn't think we would know the difference. Mm. <laughs> so they. that's why This they is got not us. Sega Genesis. No. Oh, this is a different Se- Sega. Oh, there we go. Master System. Okay. As it was this is where that you're just Thank old. You. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, you're I into video games into and video cartoons. Games, cartoons. And so comic books only are you doing, make do you sense. Do you do well in school or are you doodling comic book characters my, all day long? <laughs> my uh, philosophy then as it is now was to do just enough work not to get noticed. <laughs> you do too much work and yeah. then they're like, oh, what a genius. You yeah, have to so do all this. And you don't do enough, then you get in trouble. So like so between C pluses and B pluses. I knew right where my sweet yeah. spot was and yeah. I stayed there until I graduated high school. Did you go to college? I did eventually. Yes. Where'd, uh, where'd you go? San Diego State University. Did you graduate? Go Aztecs. Yep, 2006. Oh, yeah. You have like a lit degree or something? Was probably? English. I was a double major in English and philosophy. Mm. You just, it's almost like you <laughs> wanted to outduel yourself with more useless degrees. You know, it's exactly it. Which when one? I, when I went, I majored in English. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting close to finishing, and I was like, I don't want to go out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I added another major, <laughs> and I stayed out of the world for another two years. But by then, I was completely burnt out. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anything. I have a religion and history. So, I mean, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can't say anything. Mm. Are we running low on time? You keep looking. No, at no, me. no. I'm just monitoring. Okay. I, you know, my producer is getting paid for this episode without producing, so... Who's who is he producing? Stephen English. Really? Yeah. Right. He co-hosts and uh, he co-hosts the intros. He's too good to come over to my house. Well, he uh, he doesn't get booked in L.A. Mm. Mm. You know, he doesn't have the. He didn't get to do Hello, five Steven, minutes. Stephen, I I like you a lot. He doesn't I, get to do five minutes at the lab uh, <laughs> on a Sunday and then eight minutes. At oh, Baja. did you do the lab last I night? I did the lab last oh, night. Oh man. I probably wouldn't have gone, but it would have been <laughs> nice. I was not feeling well this week. It was weekend. a good show. Chase Anthony and Chinadu Unaka. Chinadu, who's been oh, on this podcast. He has a monthly show. The comedy the kickback. Yeah. Oh, I thought you did can I thought you did lab work. No. No, no okay. I did his show. So that was before lab work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I'm at Ha Ha tonight, and then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna go to SeaWorld tomorrow to support animal cruelty. Just <laughs> well, <laughs> There's it's about a time new thing where you did. can pay money and you can beat the whale yourself. 
I actually, about time. You, you know how like the new Put thing, the, like, the, uh, the, the stuff came out with uh, Tucker Carlson today or Yuck. yesterday. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. What if SeaWorld went that route? They're like, no, <laughs> we beat him now more than ever. So even before, <laughs> you know, I think like the day before the Tucker Carlson thing, I was just marveling to myself as to how many people will double down on their horribleness oh, man. as a method. Yeah. And he's like, I said some naughty stuff on a radio. I was like, well, are those the words you would use? Naughty? naughty? Yeah. Naughty. My is... my friend's kid was three years old when Phantom Menace came out, and he yeah. was a huge fan. Yeah, and he would always call Darth Maul naughty. Yeah, and I'm my, like, is that what? My daughter is a Girl Scout, and she stole some of her own Girl Scout cookies. That was naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Did she eat them? She didn't call them the c word. <laughs> She also did. naughty. She stole. Uh, okay, good. Because if she stole them to sell them at a premium, then that would be criminal. Yeah, and not naughty. but admirable. Oh, very. I admirable. mean, it would a lot be of criminal or capitalism. Mm. <laughs> oh, same difference. Aren't they Take the same thing? Synonyms. <laughs> Bernie twenty twenty. <laughs> Yeah, doing him a lot of good. We're doing com- <laughs> we're doing comic books and politics, ladies That's and right. gentlemen. Okay, so you're doing video games because uh, I want to I want to put the. Are you I trying wanna, to get a? No, I want to put the childhood together. So yeah. I understand you oh, are now at the end of your life. Um, <laughs> That's a John Mulaney oh, joke. For the record, that gracious. was a stolen line. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you get into comic books. Uh, what are your like? Are your folks? Cause you, I bet you just dive into it. Yeah. Like, do you disappear into comic yeah. books for a while? Oh, and yeah. are the folks cool with it? They or were they like, <coughs> get out of the house. No, Jim. I think by then, especially my parents were like, "Oh, we have a bookworm for a son." Okay. And because I, yeah, books were another thing that I was very into. From mm-hmm. a, I, I apparently learned I knew how to read by the time I was two. Wow. And uh, I don't remember that. Look how it's, but that's what my mom. Look how well me. that's doing for you now. Yeah, it's really got me far. Um, <laughs> so I was always a big reader, and then, yeah, my parents don't. My parents didn't. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because they might listen to this, but <laughs> yeah, really, they didn't, uh, they didn't. I could use the listeners. They didn't really. <laughs> yeah, they didn't push me to be more active. I think occasionally they would because my sister was very mm-hmm. athletic. Okay. And into sports, so they already had all that with her. Oh, they okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so they weren't like you got to go do that. They're no. like, ah, it's not as good as this. And I was, yeah, so I was very comfortable just going to my room. Yeah, and being alone for yeah. long periods of time, which yeah. was smart on my part because I was going to have to do a lot of that yeah. as an adult. Ooh, absolutely. <laughs> that was a comic too. Yeah. yeah, you know, like which is another thing I was super into at the age of eleven. Which stand is also up. When I oh, were you? To do stand we up. shared that in common then, because I, because yeah. I, and share that with my boy. Once, uh, com- Oh, he's into stand up. He's done stand up. Have uh, you not seen him oh, on yeah, yeah, Amazon what, Prime's yeah, yeah. Inside Jokes? Oh no, that I did not see. Have you not seen it? I think I saw you post a clip or a joke or something. I posted a, a screenshot. I may that, have muted that, you on social uh, media. Yes, I haven't. More it's... than understandable. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's an older fellow comic back in San Diego. Hey, what's his name? What give Joe me, something? I'm sorry. What he, Joe something? Joe. He's an older stand-up comic. Yeah. Anyway, Eric Knowles. He yes, that's it. <laughs> he took a screenshot of it, but that's what I posted. Oh, I see. I took the boy when he was out here me, visiting me last summer because mm-hmm. he loves stand-up. Yeah. And so I would take him to Mike's. And his name is his name's Grayson. Grayson. Uh, I just call him the boy. The boy. Yeah. Uh, is that your way of protesting the name? A little bit. 
<laughs> it's also just it's also kind of a Homer Simpson thing. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. That's right. Yeah, the boy. Yeah. yeah. So I would take him to Mike's because he loves him, mm-hmm. and the comics love him. Yeah. The comics love when I bring that kid around. Yeah. Because it's somebody they can relate to. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, do you also have unrealistic hopes? <laughs> Do you also I think ha- that I really think that's yeah. it. Like they're like, oh, this kid is not all beaten down by yeah. life yet. Let's hang out. Dude, with I was him. at the improv last night, and outside they have a broken ping pong table. Oh, is it broken? Why is it there? I don't know. They just—it's like a reminder of like, there's nothing <laughs> fun about this. We tried to put in fun here. We tried to put we in tried. fun at the improv, and and one of you got drunk and fell on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I would not be the least bit surprised. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I brought him to Mike's and stuff, and yeah. then he was like, "I want to try going up," and I was like, "Well, do you have jokes?" Right. And he said, "Yeah," and he told me them, and I went, "Oh yeah, those are jokes." Yeah, and they're not bad. So, do you remember any of them? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Because uh, he's got some new ones that are way better. Oh, he's writing, so he's not like you at all. No. New stuff. He really must get it from his mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, I haven't written a thing in months. Um, took him to the Lyric Hyperion mic, mm-hmm. and uh, MK Paulson was hosting, mm-hmm. his buddy, buddy of mine. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, my kid wants some. Hmm. And MK's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, he went up. And destroyed. Oh, just murdered. Just murdered. <laughs> and honestly, it really swelled. I mean, I was obviously very proud. Right. I was very nervous that people were going to think I was a stage mom, too. So right. And I made it clear to him, like, this is his idea. This is all Nothing him. to do with He's me. He's how old at 11, you said, right? He's 11 okay. now. This is when he was 10. Um, totally different kid back then. Totally. Oh, we were so we were yeah. all so much younger then. <laughs> He's into poetry now. It really, it really just made me feel good about doing comedy in Los Angeles, because all these open micers mm-hmm. were being super duper supportive of yeah, this kid. That's that cool. really touched me. And then uh, I brought him there a week later and then he bombed super hard. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So we got it right. We got both of them. That's how my stand up went. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't crush the first time, but I did well. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I bombed. bombed. And then the third time is when I actually like decided I was going to be a comic. When yeah. you come back after the second, after the bomb. I well, like I said, I decided when I was eleven, and my parents were like, "No, I don't think, yeah. I don't think, no." You decided when you were eleven, you were going to be a stand-up comic, and I announced it. Do to you the think world. at some point you might fulfill that dream? That you. Might- <laughs> I mean, if my kid can do it, by God. Uh, Hi, welcome back to Easy Setups with Dustin Nickerson. <laughs> Listen, it was right there. I'm not going to not Yeah, that's take what that. it should be called. Yeah. It was right there it with was Dustin right Nickerson. There. I, I won't uh, bring it to the stage, but I'll I'll put it right there. I mean, do us all a favor. A jo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's doing is he doing it now back home? So he lives in a very rural, rural in the area, Appalachian Mountains. Right. In Mexico and uh, <laughs> so he can't he, I don't know, to be honest with you, because sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes it sounds to me like he's making excuses for not doing it, mm. which I, I, and I told him, I was like, buddy, yeah. if you don't want to do excuse, it, you don't have I'm to 11. do it. That's right. a pretty good excuse. No, it's not a bad, but he's like, you know, he found a couple of like mixed mics, Yeah. but he just, you know, he needs to get a ride, but like if mixed mom mics can't to take the layman being, it's music, music comedy, poetry, what, poetry, whatever. whatever. And so bands, whatever people he want. just has trouble, you know, being 11 and not having a car. Maybe he should get a job. The idea he of adding stand up to already being 11. 
Well, I wish I had started at you that think? age. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad that I and his mother and his aunt, who they also live with, or his it's his mom's cousin, but you know. Okay. Um, they're all very supportive of mm-hmm. it. His uncle is very supportive of it. Uh, and my family, my side of the family, is all very into it too. Uh, so I'm glad of that. Yeah. I didn't have that at all. Sure. Because I wasn't. It was another 25 years before I started. What happened when you announced the family? They said no. Literally you can't no. Do that. Oh. Right. And I said okay. Instead, and I, was, and I will get an. I turned around and, and philosophy and was, degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll show him. Yeah. Who's <laughs> laughing now? Not me. Um. So yeah, I'm glad of that. I'm so you glad guys, that. you you share that bond. Yes. Though, like, do you guys talk and text often about it? Like, yeah. His mom sent me just a week ago video of him because he's not going to mics he doesn't really have a way to do so sure but he was practicing with his mom's phone recording himself doing his act that's something and i and i gotta tell you dude this kid has got a grasp on joke writing right that people we know don't have Mm. and it's really something like if he does want to carry on with this Putting in these hours now is going to help him. Oh, the so idea. Just much. joke writing in general. Such an yeah. edge he's going to have. He's like another Josh Weinstein. Mm. Yeah, to have like the. Mm, <laughs> that's what I'm going to give that. Uh, <laughs> Do you know Josh Weinstein? No. He was one of the original creators of Mystery Science Theater, and he was 18 years old at that time. Oh. And he'd already been doing stand up for like okay. two years. And, and now he's Hampton Yount. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> now he's not like a name. He has a podcast with Andy Kindler called Thought Spiral that I okay. listen to every week. He's not like a name guy, but he went from doing stand up in uh, Minneapolis where my kid lives. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to Los Angeles at 18 or 19 and started writing TV. Right. And then he wrote for America's Funniest Home Videos for years. So oh, he's, he's way ahead. Set for life. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about like Tomlinson or Pete Davidson. Or, right. You know, some of these are just like, oh man, you get to do that then? Yeah. You know? It's pretty I, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that feels like a real jump start. The, uh, there can be an advantage to starting a little bit later and that you have like a little bit I agree. more grasp on life. I certainly agree with that. Yeah. But I, the only real regret I have for, for starting later yeah. is that I could have been having this much fun. For much longer. That's fair. Yeah. That's the only thing I regret yeah, missing out. Yeah, that's true. And but even then, that, who knows what you you got to think about what eighteen year old you was exactly doing. Exactly what though. I yeah. was going to say. <laughs> because if I had started, I'm. That's another thing is that I because I was in bands. Yeah. All through my late teens and twenties, right. I've seen footage, and so it's pretty hot stuff. Yeah. And so <laughs> I got, but I got all of that, uh, like a lot of that prima donnaism, right. and you know just. Uh, well, why do those guys get to do that? And we right, don't get to do I got right. all that kind of out of my system. That's great. With that. So yeah. when I started, came to comedy. Otherwise, that's so forefront. So, it's, you yeah. know, all my friends became, they're all yeah. now, they're, I'm friends with all these 22 year old boys, and they're all saying the same. I'm like, oh man, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real. Uh, I got to go to my show. Like, jeez, uh, oh, that's. Yeah. Cool. I, I mean, I, when I started comedy, I was 27, and I remember like walking in. And like it was like my second time, and that's when I like understood the concept of a booker, and mm. I was like, "Oh, only his opinion matters." Right. And that's like the thought of a twenty-seven-year-old, not a seventeen-year-old. Yes. And I was like, "Oh, if I want to do shows, 
only his opinion matters right. of me. Uh, but I couldn't have done that at like 17, 18. I was no. too young and immature. Those were the baby making years for me. I was too busy getting married and starting a family. At yeah, 17. too busy doing it. Yeah, those are. Years. <laughs> I was doing a lot of that too back then. I can't be doing stand-up comedy. I have to start a family. (laughs) Sure. Who amongst us hasn't said that? Yeah. (laughs) It was an unconventional late teenage years Mm -hmm. for us at that point. Uh, So that's great, though, that you should. Because my kid's been asking about Mm stand-up more. And I I feel bad because he'll ask me, like, about, (laughs) what are you you giggling? Well, son, I just make fun of you and your sisters a lot. It's mostly about how I hate you, um, <laughs> but I love you. No, the they like the act, and uh, he, he'll be like, yeah, you know, we were watching your videos and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's fun, that's nice. And they're more impressed by, like, um, like things that, like, they're like, well, how many, like, Instagram followers does your dad have? Like, that's that type of stuff. Sure. But, like, so when I got the Kevin Hart thing, that was, like, there were, that the main thing that I was, mo- when I got the call, I was like, oh, this is... The, what I'm most grateful about this is I get to tell my kids mm-hmm. that I did something with Kevin Hart, who's like the biggest star in the world. Because yeah. they get like, what, your dad's a stand-up and he's funny? And right. or has he, you know, I've never heard of him. And how many followers does he have? And that like, that's at least one thing. But like his questions now, what I feel bad about are like, he'll be like asking about the creative process, which is like a very insightful question that I hate talking about. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, so dad, why did you start stand up? I was like, you got to give me a better question than that, son. Right. Well, that's why nobody listens to his podcast. <laughs> that's why we're a conversation, <laughs> not an interview. He really does ask the questions that like, you know, the basic reporter interviewer. Well, he's listen. a little kid. I know. And that's why I have to be more patient with him. Yeah. Like, well, I grew up in love with stand. Who do you think is the best stand up comedian? Well, I think it's Chris Rock. Can I watch some of it? No, Mm-mm. you absolutely cannot. <laughs> Not for a while, anyway. No. <laughs> Let's Until listen to Gaffigan again. <laughs> yeah, Gaffigan's a good one. And I had a similar thing because uh, I remember, I don't, I just, in this way, because your kids talk to you about how other kids talk to them about what you do. Mm-hmm. See, my kid never brings that up. Oh, interesting. But I don't live with him, so that might be it. <laughs> yeah. I, I talk th- to him every week. Right. But usually we just do bits, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't know, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know how, what I is... I think it's like, yeah, it's like normal kind of school stuff. Like, when it's interesting because they'll be like, so what's your dad do? Or like, uh, you know, we're really involved in this community that we're in. So like, it's kind of known that I'm a comic in this little sub-community that we're in. Or it's a normal community. Um, and so they'll be like, your dad's... Oh, like, what jokes is... Or they'll sell me like, tell me a joke. And I, I don't want to do this, you know? So it's just that kind of stuff. But, you know, kids are like... uh you know, they're so black and white. They'll be no. like, so they'll see the car that I pick them up in. And they're like, well, he's not doing that well. And, <laughs> and I was like, let him think that. Boom roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the funniest thing that they've ever heard. So <laughs> so I, I, I like, but he's he's not like, a, he would never be a stand-up comic. He just doesn't tick kind of that way. But You don't think? No, I mean, who knows? There's all different kinds of people who are in stand-up. But he hasn't really shown an interest in it. Never getting what about stage. the What about the girls? The daughter, the middle daughter, the girl, girl one, mm-hmm. she is a total stage performer. Mm. And the youngest one, we're not sure because she's five. We're, sure. Who knows? Yeah. But the youngest one, the middle child is the one that personality one is the most like me and that she is most naturally an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then is will can turn it on around friends, like 
a few set group of friends. An outgoing introvert. Yes. That's what and my then, therapist calls me. Yeah. And then we'll get on stage to strangers. Right. You know, for thousands or, or tens uh, for, <laughs> so, for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> they didn't see the point, but it hit. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it hit. They're not the thousands. The tens of people listening. The, you know, honestly, if you get tens in a mic up here, it's good. Uh, <laughs> I expect tens on my show tonight. So I don't know. I think that's great, though, because like I'm always looking for connection points with my kids. Yeah. And if they had comedy, like they were into it. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because like I can talk video games with him to a point. Right. And uh, but yeah, comedy we can talk about forever, forever. Because you are. Yeah. And you're a real nerd about it, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You like you think Hakes was really important, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is just for us. (laughs) Yeah. well, I was, yeah, I was, I was up, I came up in the 1980s <laughs> when the boom was really hitting. Yeah. The boom, and I was so young and so in the middle of that comedy yeah. boom that it, I was in my 30s where I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> the boom's not around <laughs> Too late anymore. to start. I really didn't, uh, I really, like, by the time the early 2000s rolled around, I didn't, nobody told me stand-up was dead. Right. I just remember thinking, like, how come I don't? How come I can't find stand-up on TV right. as much anymore? What happened to Steve Martin? Yeah. Why is he doing all That's these movies? That's how I thought of it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was super I was super into stand-up in the same way. Yeah, I don't, I don't as as somebody who gets into things like, I guess, a nerd, yeah. uh, I don't do it by halves. Right. So if I'm going to be get into something, I get into yeah. it. Records, yeah. books, comics. Whatever it stand-up. is. Stand-up. Friendship. No, no, not so much. No, don't. Don't lie. <laughs> I, I know when you're invested. Sure. So does your kid nerd out in the same way, or is he yes. more of a casual fan? No, he's a nerd. For video games and stuff like that, he's yeah. super into it. He reads a lot, too. He doesn't like really like comics, but he does that thing, too. And this could be just because we don't live together and we have kind of a different relationship. Because he kind of acts blasé about me or what I'm into right. to my face. Sure. But his mom tells me a different story. So I don't know. Yeah. But he's like... What I remember one time, just out of the blue, with no preamble or no reason for him to say, he goes, hey, I'm not really into Star Wars. <laughs> and I said, all right. <laughs> when Star Wars had not been brought up at all. And I was just like, all right, dude. And then it really, to me, I was in all I could hear was, hey, you're not as in charge of me as you think you are. You know what I mean? Like, I'm establishing who I am as a person. And it's not just a little you. All right, buddy? <laughs> Maybe I I'm have my own things, Dad. But yeah. that's that's what it seems I'm like. I'm not really into Star Wars. It's out of the thin blue sky. He still wears Star Wars t-shirts like a like a big poser. He's a little into it. <laughs> he is. But that's the thing is like, dude, I like I don't push any of this stuff on him. One yeah. time he called like he called me um after uh Civil War, Amer- Captain right. America Civil War. Oh, I saw Captain America. I was like, "Oh yeah, let's yeah. absolutely talk yeah. about this for an hour." And yeah. we did. And, but I don't push it on him. Yeah. I let him, if he wants to talk about it, yeah. and he'll come and talk to me about his stupid video games. But that's the other thing, too, is that when we talk on the phone, like I say, yeah. we do bits. And so that's it's like we have that in common, that we just like right. to do bits. I do. You, how do you stay in touch with them? Because I think that's one of the more, more interesting things, right? I mean, you got the kid. You are doing your best, you yeah. know. To be good dad and be engaged in the kid's life and yeah. be supportive. So, does he, do you guys text? Do you guys like stay in touch? We that don't way? text very much. He has a phone though. He does have a phone. I don't think. I think he broke it, so he's have, gonna have to do without, mm-hmm. which happens a lot. He's a bit of a klutz. He definitely gets that from me. Um, I call him every Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. We don't always get to talk. We didn't get to talk yesterday, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I talk to him pretty much every week. Right. And for Ten like minutes, a, half no, an for hour, like an hour, hour or so, oh, okay. like a like a good. I mean, it yeah. depends. Again, do you feel like he's into it, or is it like a chore for him? Or sometimes it yeah. seems that way, and in which case, I'll let him go. Like he used to do this thing where he would go, "Oh, the f- battery's running out," and I was like, <laughs> "All right, dude, who are you? A third date? Like, yeah. don't don't ghost me like that." Yeah. So I told him, like, dude, if you want to go, you can go. I yeah. got stuff I'd rather be doing too. <laughs> um, Phone conversations just aren't as riveting as they used to be. No, it's very true. And then like, uh, so yeah, I talk to him every week, and then about twice a year we see each other for a, you know an extended period. Hopefully. He comes like, out here usually. He come no, we usually go both. Like okay. we'll do both. So like last year, I was out there doing shows. So I only got to see him for a minute. But we went by. Me and Keith Bergman were on the road, and we stayed at their house one night. Okay. And so I got to hang out with him. But Is then everything civil. There? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, and then that summer though, then like a month or two later, he came out here for two weeks, and I okay. had him the whole time. This coming summer, and we don't have any of it in stone yet, but Aaron Naylor and I, mm-hmm. and Aaron lives in Kansas City, so we're we're planning to do a run of shows. We're going to bring the kid with us. Oh, cool. Is he so, going to be on him? I don't know. Yeah. Are you, uh, you we should, have to find out even if you'll he walk can into come into show and be like, venues, it's yeah. a little seedy. But... Uh, it's not out of the question. I don't. I haven't told him that that's a possibility. Right. But I just he's super excited yeah. just to go. But that's the thing, is that he's he's screwing up with his schoolwork, mm. and I'm like, dude, if you don't write this ship, I can't take it. No. And I want to. I don't yeah. want to not. This take is it. not me being the uh, domineering. But yeah. I have to yeah. draw the line, or yeah. it's not going to stick. And I was, is he just moved? He just moved, so he's in a new school, which is always crappy. When right, I was his it's hard. Age. Yeah. And I, when I was his age, I never did my homework. Right. Um. So I don't know. I hope that works out Mm -hmm. but yeah do you and his mom have chats about that about how to like get it better and how to write the ship and all that kind of stuff well that that co-parenting stuff is tough yeah it's not easy like and obviously she carries she shoulders a lot of the weight uh but yeah so she came to me with all this where he was messing up and what they were having to do because they were having to do the thing but like like, in a way that she wanted your help or is yes. not like, hey, fix this. No, she wanted me to talk to him. Yeah, because she. Nice. Yeah, that is that is, and he does tend to listen to me a little bit more. Sure. Because you know his mom's the bad guy. Right. Which is just kind of how it has to be because she's there. She's all the there. Time. Yeah. So when it's me, I'm like, hey, dude, just you and me talking. Yeah. But I like I you guys so have I, a cigarette together. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he's not bumming off me anymore. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I talked to him, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, this and that. And I go, you know, what's the – he's like, math is giving him trouble. I mm-hmm. go, all right, well, you need to get help. You need to get – you know. Yeah, yeah. And I just was – you know, I didn't yell and raise my voice. Yeah. But I was like – I did tell him, like, if you don't – This is off, yeah. This is off, and I don't want that. You don't yeah. want that. And it seemed to get through to him, but then his mom texted me a week later, so it was the same thing was – still going Oof. so i haven't talked to him since yeah she told me all that and i'm gonna have to you know probably get a little bit more aggro right but because i that's all i got was yelled at right. or smacked so i don't want to do any of that and that's how you graduated from college exactly no In, i'm sorry to make yeah, light of that by the time i was 29 yeah <laughs> um 
So, yeah, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah, of course not. But also, if he needs Isn't to get yelled at. that how that motivated you probably, like you said, to almost to do just enough to also not get hit? Yes. That, yeah. was, that was the main thing. But I also had, when I was in fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher was this guy named Mr. Trimmer. Mm-hmm. And I respected this guy. Yeah. Like, I idolized him. He was into Weird Al. Yeah. He made jokes. Like, you know, he was yeah. like... He was cool. Yeah, to especially me. you're kind of cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, not actually cool. No. <laughs> right. And I went through this, especially at the beginning of the year. I remember very clearly going through this phase where I wasn't doing any homes. Like, well, I'm not going to do any of my homework. Right. And so he kept me and the other uh, slack offs in the class inside once for recess mm-hmm. and tore into all of us individually. Right. In front of each other, Ooh. which was terrifying. And I'll ne- to I the day I die, Dustin. He walked past. He was yelling at this kid. You're gonna end up one of the janitors here. Yeah. Which I thought. I remember at the time going, "Hey, what if one of the other janitors hears you? That's not cool." And like that's a union but job, he's man. Yelling. <laughs> so he's tearing into Eddie, and then he walks past my desk on his way to somebody else. Mm. But he stops at my desk and goes, "Oh no, I'm saving you for last." <laughs> And boy, did he. He came over to my desk after yelling at everybody else and just ripped into me, slamming his hands on the desk. And he's like, if you don't turn in every single homework assignment the rest of the year, you're not going to go to sixth grade. Yeah. And uh, it was the worst day of my life at that point. Mm -hmm. Then I remember the next day being very bummed. And he wasn't there. Like we had a substitute the next day, and it was raining. Right. Then Friday, I turned in my homework, and everything was cool. Mm. It was like everything. And I just for the rest of the year was fine. And I realized, in looking in retrospect, it worked. Him yelling at me worked because I respected him right. and I liked him as a person. Oh, interesting. But your dad but also no. But also right. So it was the opposite of my dad. Yeah. So he's yelling, but you didn't respect him. Well, that was because my dad would yell at, at, at me for everything. Okay. So there was no differentiation. Yeah. And then uh, it was sometimes I would go, I would do something, like, oh, he's going to kill me, and then nothing. And then sometimes I wouldn't, I would do something without even, you know, what's the big deal, and I mm. would get a hit for it. So it was all over the place. Mm. The th- my point, though, with Trimmer was when I look back on it now, I realized that the other kids in my, that he was yelling at, and I don't know how else, this, were dumb. They were mm-hmm. like dumb kids. They were the dumb kids in our mm-hmm. class. And I wasn't. Mm. So like he, that's why he singled me out. Right. And, ca- and saved me for last. Because you could be doing better. Because I could be doing better. Yeah. And, but it worked. Yeah. In that instance, so you it was the right. Trimmer. So if I can yell at my kid yeah. in the same no, way. No, you need Mr. Trimmer to yell at your kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should to find To right him. the ship. Yeah. Well, I hope he does right the ship. No, I'm sure. Are you going to come out to San Diego? And yeah. he should do Lestats. Should do you want him show. to do Lestats? Well, I want him to do the pod, too. <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing this, buddy. That's it. Oh, not We're a done. moment too soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.